I don't remember what we were saying. My child came and interrupted us. <laughs> we... As is mom life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even get it, any privacy from the husbands. Oh. Go away. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this hectic mom life. Um, unfortunately, Jessica and I have had a very hard time trying to get together with this hectic mom life that we lead um, to be able to record a podcast this week. So right now um, it is just me and I am actually at work. I'm in the salon and um, I usually get to work a little early. I do like to set up things and make sure I have everything just set up the way I needed to for the rest of the day. Um, And I have a little bit of time and I thought, why not just try to um, get some get something in? So um, earlier this week, I know that Jessica was out of town for work. Um, I haven't really got to talk to her much about it. So I don't know if there was anything eventful. I believe she was in Michigan. And um, while she was out of town, my week was, mm, I would say, I guess a little uneventful. I don't know. When you're a mom of two kids, is it ever uneventful? Um, So my youngest daughter, Isla, who is three, she has um, gymnastics on Mondays. And I absolutely love it because it is a mommy and me class. And I did this with um, Lillian when she was, I put her in at two and a half. And it was a lot of fun. It's about a 45 minute um, lesson. And, you know, we get you know, all the moms get to be in there with their kids. And it's just, you know, I don't know. I really enjoyed it until, you know, Lillian got too old and she wasn't able to, she had to move up and it wasn't a mommy and me class anymore. And it was kind of sad. Um, So I knew when I had Isla, um, I was really excited to be able to get to do that again. So when she was two, I put her in and we're doing that now that she's three, um, you know, soon enough, she won't be in it anymore either. And it's a little bittersweet. So, um, we have that every Monday and I always look forward to it most of the time because there are times when she just does not want to participate. And there have been times she's sat in timeout for half of it, or we've left early, um, with her kicking and screaming. That's always fun. Um, but this past Monday, um, I always go to the gym. We have a rec center, um, where I live, um, just a few miles from where I live and I'll go there on Mondays and um, Isla goes into the kids area and she does seem to love that but every time we go and it's time to go they give her a sticker which she loves well this time they give her a popsicle sticker still a sticker but it's popsicle and she goes look mama popsicle sticker I want popsicle I go well I don't have a popsicle I want a popsicle and she throws the biggest fit because she wants a popsicle and I don't carry popsicles in my gym bag. That doesn't happen. <laughs> so she is throwing, and she is now three, and it is a three-year-old meltdown. Not that she hasn't had her tantrums and meltdowns, but this is the first time she's gone from the gym all the way to the car, screaming and yelling, wanting a popsicle. I finally get her in the car. She is kicking and screaming. She's kicking the back of the chair, just yelling at me, <laughs> wanting 
a damn popsicle. And I said, I don't have one. We, we, we're not going home. We got gymnastics. We always go from the gym straight to gymnastics every Monday. And yeah, she's throwing a huge, huge fit because she wants a popsicle. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Um, having a three-year-old is, is a bit crazy, but I will say we have been potty training her and, you know, we tried a couple months ago and it just did not work. She was not ready. I knew she wasn't ready. Daycare wanted to, um, to get her through it, uh, I think to get her up to the next class. And so we tried it for a few days and, and it was, it was a mess. So she turned three, it was after a couple months. And as soon as we started trying, it, it's, it's done. She's, she's good. All we had to do was get her naked, put her, you know, near her potty, wherever she was and bada bing, bada boom. She doesn't even, um, have accidents while napping so far. Most mornings she wakes up with a dry diaper. I mean, this is night and day compared to, um, when Lillian was, you know, two, I think we started too early with her. Um, and there's something to say about waiting until you know your kid is ready I mean just don't put yourself through it (laughs) just don't put yourself unless you know your kid is ready and you know what if you try and you think they're ready and it's not working it's okay to stop just stop for your sanity for your husband's sanity for your other kid's sanity for your friend's sanity for your grandma's sanity just everybody's sanity please just stop and wait (laughs) just don't do it Um, but she's doing really well. So, um, and of course she's so cute because whenever she does it, she gets so excited. So, um, that's a lot of fun, but, uh, also, um, I don't know. I figured I'd talk a little bit about movies as well because me and my family are huge movie lovers and, you know, I've actually just found out in the past couple of years that there are people that aren't movie lovers. They're not movie people. And that's, I, I had no idea those kind of people existed. Um, they're entertaining. I, I, I don't understand why there are people who just don't care about going to movies. Um, but we love movies, and um, we love really all types of movies. We are a big, um, scary movie family, too. We do love them. And <clears throat> I've always loved them since I was younger. Um, I probably, any movie that I probably won't want, I, I'm not really big on the sappy romantic, like, Nicholas Sparks movie. I've got some friends who are like, hey, you want to go see the new Nicholas Sparks? No, no, I don't. You, you need to ask another friend because I just can't. I'm going to sit there. And I'm going to laugh at you because you're crying because this is just sappy. <laughs> I mean, I don't really do that, but uh, I just, I can't do it. It's predictable. And um, no, how about we get some gore in there? I'll, I'll take it or some action. I do love me some action movies too. But um, I love the new It movie. I saw that when it came out and um so I knew when the second one was going to come out, you know, we got to see it. But, you know, these days it's hard to go see movies um, with my husband because, you know, we got young kids and we got to find somebody to watch them. And so a lot of times we know we have to wait until they they come out so we can watch them at home together. But a couple of weeks ago, we had to get together with all of our friends and um, Jessica's husband was talking about going to see it and asked my husband to go the next day. And of course, you know, I want to go see it, but unfortunately my husband just doesn't get to go out as often as I do not nearly as often so you know when he gets the opportunity to go out and hang out with friends then I definitely encourage that so he went to go see it and I'm like well when am I gonna see this movie and I'm hearing good things now everybody's different some people think it's really stupid um some people think it's really scary but um I just find it entertaining and I think it's fun so 
this week I had a little bit of time and I was like, I'm gonna go see it. So I went and saw it by myself in the movie theater and I love seeing movies by myself. Um, I don't know why. I think it's great. I can go during the day, during the week sometimes. And there's, there were only like two other people in there with me. And I purposely went out of my way to a theater that has, um, the reclining seats. And it's amazing. I mean, we have a favorite theater that is close by us, just a couple miles from us. And we go to that one all the time. But, um, at the moment, I think they're actually working on putting in reclining seats, but, um, this movie is long. It's like two and a half hours. So I'm like, I'm doing reclining seats and I got my popcorn and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm watching the movie and it is great. Now, if you don't like scary movies, you probably won't like it. Um, I don't find it very scary. Um, I find it quite entertaining. Um, so that's, that was my week really. And that was actually kind of nice, um, to be able to do that. But, you know, work has been kind of busy this week and next week. And, um, so it was nice to get some of that in. Um, last night I was exhausted. I had a really busy day at work. My back was killing me. Um, and, I mean, I guess I can't complain because I do have weeks where it's slow. Um, I The past couple of weeks have been a little slow. And so these next few weeks are going to be super busy. So um, some days all I do is look forward to getting in bed. That's all. I go from one thing to the next thing to get through it so I can get home and get in bed. And no shame, I will get in bed at 8.30 a lot of the times. Um, my husband is able to watch whatever he wants. And I love to read. That's what I do. I'm a big movie person. I'm a big reader. Um, so every night I get in bed. Um, and it's not always 8.30, but yeah, sometimes I'm getting in bed and it's still a little bit of light outside. <laughs> Um, but I am a big fan of, of reading. I also do like, um, the same kind of books. I like mystery, whodunit, horror, thriller kind of books. Um, I mean, I listen to, I mean, I read a lot of different things. I I do, um, like some of Jodi Picoult's books and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know what, uh, everybody else is into. Maybe, um, um, want to remind everybody that we do have an Instagram page, um, at this hectic mom life. And um, we do also have an email at thishecticmomlife at gmail.com. And um, I would love to um, hear about what everybody else is reading and what's good. I'd love to, um, you know, maybe check out some different books and what everybody else is reading. I'll do nonfiction as well. Um, but some of the books that I like, um, I'm trying to see. I mean, I've, I've read The Girl on the Train, which is really good, um, in a dark, dark wood um, was also a good one. Don't, don't ask me about authors. I don't know. Um, honestly, I don't even know what I'm reading now. I'm reading something. The problem is, is I, I'm, I'm an e-reader and, um, I, there is something about holding a real book and turning the pages and the smell of a real book. I mean, they are great and I love them. But um, years and years ago, my husband bought me a Kindle for my birthday, and I love it. Um, I, and it's it's not a fancy one. It's I, I I didn't you know I don't need a tablet. I don't need to be able to surf the web or anything. I just want to read. And ever since then, I pretty much just download my books. So um, when I turn it on, it just goes back to where I was, and I I kind of forget you know what um, what I'm reading. Um, or the name of it, I guess. 
and uh, I just kind of come across books, whatever, um, you know, people think um, about books that they're reading, and, and so I'll write it down, and then later I'll, you know, buy it, and I'll just start reading it, but um, right now, let's see, I'm going to look and see what I'm reading. What am I reading right now? No, not that one. I can't remember the name of it. That's not good. I will tell you, I read, I tried to read um, A Serial Killer's Daughter. Now, I've told you all before that I love true crime. I love listening to my true crime podcasts about, you know, murder, serial killers. I don't know why it makes me scared to leave my house, but I still listen. Um, But A Serial Killer's Daughter is um, written by the daughter of BTK. And I thought, you know, that would be very interesting. BTK, if you don't know who he is, he's just a sadistic psycho. He loved to torture. That's actually what BTK means, buying, torture, kill. He gave himself that name. It's just disgusting. And um, this book is written from her perspective. um, And it really just goes over her childhood and like family vacations and how he was. And I'm sorry, I couldn't finish it. I could not finish. I know there were some people who loved the book. I thought, first off, it was boring. And second off, I don't want to know all these great things that he did as a dad. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's got to be really hard for her. And I understand that. But no, I'm not reading it. So um, (laughs) I would not recommend that one. But hey, um, um, my husband's wife, my husband's wife, that was a good one. Oh, I read Working Stiff. Now that one... Um, what is that one? I forget who wrote that one, but it's about, um, someone who he's a a forensic like coroner. And I mean, if you're squeamish, you don't want to read that one. Um, but I found it absolutely fascinating, but, um, I would love to get, you know, some, some new ideas on different kinds of books, um, or ones if, if you've really liked them, um, you know, email us and, and let us know. Um, but hopefully, um, this next week won't be as crazy. I am still pretty busy at work, but hopefully Jessica and I can get together, um, so we can record. But if not, um, no, I think we're going to make it work. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to tell her to skip work. (laughs) See if, see if she'll listen to me. I'm sure I could convince her. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. But uh, this was short and sweet. It's about all the time I have. I do have a um, client coming in here any minute. So um, hopefully this will satiate you until we can get together and record again. Um, again, follow us on Instagram um, and email us at uh, thishecticbomblife at gmail.com. Um, also, I think since the last time we recorded... We are now on Apple Podcasts, which is amazing. So please um, check us out on Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. And um, I also just found out that we are available on um, Overcast, which is my app of choice to listen to my podcast. Um, So you can check us out on there. But we are slowly but surely um, becoming available on on most um, apps where you listen to your podcast. So please check us out and let us know how we're doing. And um, until next time, bye. Hello, welcome to this hectic mom life part two.
This is Jessica, and I am hiding in my closet to record this. Um, like Kristen said earlier, we just could not get on the same schedule this week. It, when she was free, I wasn't, and when I was free, she wasn't, and we just could not make it work. We tried. I mean, I think we had like 20 different possibilities, and it just wasn't meant to be this week, so um, we thought we would just record a little bit for uh, y'all separately and mash it together. I also, I had four hours um, to wait at the Michigan airport and I kind of worked on a intro for our podcast so we thought we would debut that today um, and you can give us some feedback and let you know, let us know what you think. Um, I thought I would start off by um, talking about what Kristen talked about. So she shared that popsicle story about the sticker in Isla and being three with um, the group, our village, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I feel so bad that Kristen had to deal with it, but I just, I thought it was so funny. Um, poor Isla, you know, in her head, she saw a popsicle and she thought she needed one, and um, she's just super cute right now, and I just thought it was an adorable story, so I'm glad she told y'all about it. Um, I'm glad she got to go see a movie by herself. Um, I love movies as well. It's something that we have in common, but I'm that friend who will ask her to go see Nicholas Sparks. No, I wouldn't ask her. I have friends that'll go see that, but I like more, I can do action adventure. I like more drama though and comedies. Um, I do not like scary movies. I can watch them. Like I watched it, uh, the original or the, it, the new it, the first one when it came out, um, my husband bought it and I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't that scary to me. Um, but the ones I don't like are when they like jump out at you or try to startle you. I hate that because I always jump and everyone laughs at me and I always feel like an idiot and it just doesn't help when you have anxiety, like to be on, I don't want to be on the edge of my seat all the time. I want to know that there's a happy ending coming and a happily ever after. And I want that predictability. It, it that's just what I enjoy. I also love kids movies. Um, I loved them before I had a kid. I love animation and um, a good story plot with some inside jokes for the parents like Secret Life of Pets and Secret Life of Pets 2. They were the best. Um, so I love movies. I love going but I also will go way out of my way to go find a reclining seat and I go to that same theater Kristen goes to but I will pay the extra and sit upstairs where they will feed me and bring me drinks and the seats do recline. Um, but it's a nice theater, but so is the main chains and they have reclining seats. I'm a big fan of those, especially since movies are so long now. Um, and then books. I love to read, um, like Kristen, and we read a lot of the same types of books, but she just no will never read anything I recommend. No, she just has a long list. Um, I also read on a Kindle, but you know, more than that anymore, I, I don't really actually read them. I listen to them almost exclusively nowadays. I can get the free audiobooks from the library and um or I can download it and onto my phone and I just listen to it because I have more time and more availability. Like I can listen while I'm grocery shopping or while I'm driving. I can't read while I'm doing those things. And I tried to switch back and forth between reading to audio, but it was just, it was too time consuming to uh, try to find my place in the same book. And sometimes I'll read a book and listen to a book at the same time. But um, it's just, it's a pain. But I've discovered podcasts, I guess, in the last year, year and a half. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts more than anything. And I've also got about 
15 different authors that I really like. And if they are releasing something, I, I just hate starting with new authors because I don't know if I'll like them. And I'm that person, once I start reading it, I want to read it to the end, even if it sucks. And I hate feeling like I wasted my time on a book that sucks. So every now and then I'll try a new author if they're like, if they come recommended or highly recommended. And I pretty much like all genres. Um, I love mysteries. I love dramas. I love young adult. <laughs> I know I'm like, I'm way too old to be reading young adult books, but I love them. John Green can write a good young adult book. Um, and I will, I just have a list of authors and I read them and those are my pretty much my go-tos. But, um, or I listen to them. But to me, it's still reading. I just go through so many books that I run out. Um, so yeah, I also, I just, I use my Kindle, but I, when I do read a book, like actually read it because I can have 20 with me and it fits in my purse. And if I'm done with it, I can start another one. And I just love having that option, um, there. So yeah, this week I flew out on Monday and I went to Michigan. I was doing an audit and it was kind of stressful, um, I was kind of being evaluated on how I did and so I felt a lot of pressure but it went really well and then I flew back on um, on Wednesday and we actually finished up early on Wednesday but my plane didn't leave until 8 so I, like I said I had four hours at the airport Um it was hard I had a lot of mom guilt this week being away um, Eleanor one night the first night, Monday night, when I got there, she had a uh, softball practice, so I couldn't really talk to her after school because she had practice and stuff, and then after practice, it's just bath and bed. And then on Tuesday, I had called, and I said, well, call me when you're getting ready for bed, and I'll read to you. And then I, I fell asleep. It was 9 o'clock Michigan time, 8 o'clock this time, and when she started texting and calling, and I didn't wake up, and I felt so bad that she tried to... Um, reach out to me and I wasn't there for her. It was, oh, that mom guilt. And then at the, usually I'll pick her something up at the airport. She used to love those big eyed Thai beanie booze or whatever, but she's kind of outgrown those. And so sometimes at the newsstand, I can find something that she would like, but the airport just didn't have a whole lot of selection and I didn't go anywhere else to like get her anything. So I thought maybe she wouldn't notice if I didn't bring her anything back and it wouldn't be a big deal, but she's brought it up like three times. So I got a little bit of mom guilt from that, but she did not need another stuffed animal and I didn't see anything worth spending, you know, 10 or $15 for. Plus, I mean, I took her to her school carnival last night. That cost money. She has fundraisers going on that are costing me money. See, I just paid for her school field trip, which was $75. <laughs> um, so it's just... I feel like I've already paid my debt to her for this week. Um, you know, she's just, kids are expensive and it seems like the older they get, the more they cost. Um, I also ordered her some stuff for Christmas too. So, you know, I was kind of tapped out. Um, so last weekend we went to Little Elm Beach. If you live in the DFW area and you haven't checked out Little Elm Beach, I would completely recommend it. Um, it's, it's a lake but they do have some uh, sand there. The kids go and have a really good time playing and um, there's like volleyball courts and there's a playground and it wasn't super crowded right now because it's the end of the season. There was a carnival there so we had to kind of park far away but um, uh, Kristen didn't go. She had she was working on potty training Isla and so I took Lillian and Eleanor and 
then we met up with a couple of other friends and uh, just hung out there for a few hours and it's just an amazing place to kind of hang out but I do recommend swinging by the um, margarita hut on your way they do drive through margaritas and so um, one of my friends picked me one up and it was awesome and we just had a really good time hanging out relaxing chatting at the beach um, and it wasn't crowded so that was nice and I haven't been to any of the other little like beach areas. I think there's a few more in the area, in the DFW area, but um, I hear that Little M is the nicest. The other ones have grass or bugs or, you know, they're just not as nice. So I don't know that for sure, but my recommendation is check out Little Elm Beach. It's a drive for me. It's like 45 minutes, but we only do it a few times a year and I always hate going like because I don't want to pack up and take everything out there and it's just an ordeal and it's such a far drive but I always love being there once I get there so I usually will make myself go but while we were there um there were like four girls and a boy and so uh, everyone there was just kind of on their own like only children except for one of the kids had her brother there and um so he was digging in the sand and then all the girls started decided to go play in the sand. Well, they sat really close to him. And so he was kind of, he wasn't intentionally trying to, but he was kind of getting sand on them. And so, you know, they started whining and complaining and fighting with him. And we're just like, y'all just move. And, but they had already started doing something where they were and they didn't think they should have to. And it's like, leave the boy alone. He was playing there first. And so I, I like got onto them and I'm like, y'all have to move, go somewhere else. Cause I wouldn't have cared if they would have just like gotten along, but they couldn't seem to get along and that we, it wasn't crowded. They had a whole beach to themselves. And so like I got onto the kids, I made one, uh, someone else's kid cry, um, because I told her to move and I felt bad about that, but you know, that's just the way it is. But then my kid, she got, she just got an attitude with me. Eleanor, she is nine going on like 15. She's just like, Oh, why are you doing this and stomping and you know, I'm just like, I'm trying to be patient. I have my margarita. I'm in my happy place. But child, you are trying me in front of all these other parents and I'm trying to handle this well. And I, I think I did okay. Um, I did not get up and beat her for having an attitude and being rude. But I did, um, you know, I did talk to her about uh, it's okay that you're upset and you have these emotions that you feel like you started something and now you have to move and that makes you mad and it's okay to be mad but it's about how you express that anger and you know the way you're expressing it is unacceptable so go have those emotions somewhere else or something to that effect I don't know it's been almost a week um, or I guess it has been a week since this happened but it was just kids are embarrassing and they have emotions and they have feelings and I'm just trying to raise her to be a good kid, adult and it's hard um especially when you're in public <laughs> um yeah so the other thing um we had a game night with friends last week we played spades which I love I just hate that you can only do it with four people I've tried playing it with more and it's just hard um I did discover an app it's like a spades app I think it was a dollar it keeps score really well for all of those who enjoy drinking and playing spades and don't want to have to do math um we didn't really drink that much that night but we did enjoy, you know we had dinner it was amazing the kids played and then we played spades for a few hours and got home in a decent hour it was a good night um it's always good to do that and reconnect with friends 
Um, and then the other thing I meant to talk about a few weeks ago, and um, maybe we'll talk about it some more, are just chores. Um, we have Eleanor do chores. I started it when she was probably four, and um, it would start by unloading the silverware. Well, now she unloads the dishwasher, and she puts, she's a little um, short, so she puts the bowls and cups on this on the counter for me, but she unloads the dishwasher and then uh, kind of stacks it all nice and neat so I can put the stuff that's up high away. She also has to bring her laundry down and um, I usually will fold her clothes for her, but she has to take them upstairs and put them away. And then um, I have her help feed the animals or water the animals or, you know, I tell her that her main chores are the dishes and the laundry, but it's anything I ask her to do during the week that you know, I need her help with and um, she has to clean up after herself and luckily we have an upstairs and that's where kind of she keeps her mess and then I don't go up there so I don't really mind but I do have her clean that up as well sometimes um, at least once a month make sure that that's all clean but you know I think just having her help out and getting the routine of doing chores will help her later on I didn't have to do chores as a kid and it was hard it was a hard reality check when I got to be an adult and um the other day we were driving, uh, we had to pick up two foster kittens from a friend because he was going out of town. And so we went and picked them up and we passed this beautiful giant house and Eleanor goes to her friend in the back seat. She's like, I want that house. I want to live there. And when I grow up and I'm like, that's cool. You can do that. You know, get a job, work hard, make your money, but who's going to clean it? Cause that's a lot of house. And she's like, Oh, Kelly, who is our housekeeper. And I'm like, um, I hope you make a lot of money cause you're going to have to clean that or pay her to clean it. And that will not be cheap. Um, but yeah, she's just the, she knows the housekeeper is there to help me and not her. So, but she just, she, she knows she wants one too when she gets older, but you know, I still have to do stuff around the house during the week. It's not, uh, one size fits all, fix all, but it, it does help a lot having someone come in and do the floors and, um, just tidy up for me. So, um, and then I pay her $5 a week flat rate. If I ask her to do something bigger above and beyond, I will give her a little bit more. Like I had her working on windows the other day and, um, baseboards and those are things kind of out of her norm, but, um, I will have her do that. She also is not allowed to come up to me when we're at home and say she's bored because I will make her go and um, do chores. <laughs> and, you know, that's just, she has too much. There's too many things out there for her to do and uh, too much stuff here for her to do for her to ever be bored. But, um, yeah, I think it's great to have them help and it takes some of the stress and pressure off of me too because I have someone else who's helping out. I don't treat her like my little slave, but I do expect her to help out in the house. And I think that the earlier you start it, the easier it is for them. And she doesn't really whine or complain about it. She just does it when I ask her to and um, she enjoys making money at the end of the week. So... Yeah, that's what I think about chores, and that's how we handle it. Um, as she gets older, we'll add more and more to her plate and have her do more. But for now, that's really all that we ask her to do. Um, so yeah, uh, the other thing I was going to talk about today was um, my story. You know, we talked about Kristen's childhood and how she grew up, and I thought maybe I would tell y'all a little bit about me. So I am, um, I grew, I was born in New Mexico, but, um, I grew up in Florida. So North central Florida, in the middle of 
the state swampland, not really, um, like near Gainesville, where the gators are from, and a place called High Springs. It was very pretty, uh, middle of nowhere, and there are springs there that you can go swim in, and as an only child, um, it was uh, it was hard because we lived in the country. We didn't have neighbors. I didn't have a real friend that I saw on a regular basis outside of school until like fourth grade. And then she lived about, I would say, probably a mile from me. And we would uh, walk to each other's houses or meet halfway and hang out on a regular basis. And I still love her. We still talk. Our girls are actually the same age. Um, and... She's, she still lives in Florida in a different area, Deanna, but um, I miss her and she's my, you know, she's, I consider her like my sister and I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without her, that she stood by my side through so much um, when I was growing up. But um, I grew up, we had five acres of land, it was just pine trees and dirt and we had chickens and animals and we lived in... Um, Eventually, like we lived in a travel trailer for the first probably seven years of my life. It was a really small travel trailer and I slept on a cot and uh, my parents had a bed in the back, but there I didn't have a room and I didn't know that that was abnormal or anything strange. But um, when they bought this property, um, I was in first grade and it had a, it had a trailer on it, but it was a really old like rundown trailer. And they said, well, you can't use it because the people are going to come and get it and they're going to take it away. And so I think for another year we lived in that, um, in our little travel trailer. And then eventually my parents were just like, you know what, uh, we're just going to move into this trailer that's on the property. And so, I mean, it had holes in the floor and the ceiling leaked and I, it was just, it was not good, but they did the best they could. They cleaned it up. They reinforced the floors so you wouldn't fall through and stuff. And that's where I lived. Um, for most of my childhood, it was kind of crazy. I would spend the summers with my grandparents, um, my grandpa George and his mom, Letty, they lived together in a motor home and they worked at state parks all over the, um, kind of the east side, southern east side of North America. And so Georgia, Alabama, Florida. Um, and so I would spend the summers with them because my mom worked all the time. And then my dad was an alcoholic and he would work sometimes, but he had a really hard time keeping a job. Um, he was a, a paratrooper in the U S army. And so he'd gotten hurt. He'd hurt his knee and his shoulder. And so, you know, I think to deal with some of that pain, he, he drank and then it was just a genetic thing. His brother was an alcoholic as well. And he was a good man, but he he drank a lot. I mean, case of beer a night. And um, so I'm glad I got to spend my summers with my grandparents. And for a while, my cousins were there. I had a cousin, Cherie, and her little brother, Stephen. Um, but then they moved to England. And so it was just me and my grandparents. And I would ride my bike. I cannot believe I didn't get murdered. I rode around these campgrounds and just spent my days running and playing and hanging out and there wasn't really tv or computers or anything else for me to do and I just went around the state parks on my own uh, for most of the summers um when I was uh I guess 15 my dad died um he committed suicide he was really sick he had cirrhosis of the liver he'd been in and out of the hospital and I have a bunch of stories about like what led up to this but um I'll save those for later and I think maybe we'll have a specific talk about that but my mom we'd gotten in a big fight that night and uh 
it was a school night, so it was really abnormal, but I had left. My mom had to go to work because she worked overnight, and she took me over to my friend Deanna's, and uh, I spent the night there, and, like, we'd have been in a, it was a huge fight. Like, there was things thrown, there were hands laid, it was not a good situation, and so it was best that I get out of that situation, but when my mom came home in the morning, she found him, and she didn't realize that he had, he was dead. She thought he was just sleeping with his gun, which I guess was something that he did, Um. But they, she thinks that he was maybe um, playing Russian roulette and lost, but I don't really know. Um, there wasn't a note or anything. So uh, that was really hard. My mom finding him, he was her best friend, man. And uh, she she went off the deep end. She lost it. She'd always been the stable one. She didn't really drink. She worked all the time, and she supported our family uh, my whole childhood. She was our rock, and... Uh, when she lost him, she lost it, and uh, she ended up, I don't really know exactly what happened, I was 15, I had my first job, I was dating older boys, and I was getting into a lot of trouble, and it didn't help when my dad died, um, I just really acted out then, and um, so what ended up happening eventually was um, I got my GED, uh, I dropped out in the ninth grade, and then um, I moved to Texas, and my grandparents were here. I called them from work one day. I don't remember how I got their number, but I just called, and I said, look, I got my GED. I really want to go to college. I'm in a really bad situation, and I don't know how to get out of it, and my mom's not doing well. She's not here to help me. She would moved to, like, Orlando, and she was doing some bad stuff, and, um, and my grandparents, they sent for me. They got me a plane ticket. My grandma... Uh, who lived in Florida, she'd already tried to, like, kind of save me once, and I was resistant. I don't think I was ready, or I realized it, but, you know, it was a really hard transition. I ended up moving to Plano, Texas, and I lived with my grandpa and his wife, and um, I was depressed, and my grandpa came in there, and he drugged me out of bed. He made me go visit colleges. He made me get a job. He, um, he made me do stuff, do what I said I was going to do. I wasn't just going to go out there and live there. Um, and I'm glad that he did that and he was there to help me. And I ended up starting a community college and I got my degree. Um, I eventually moved back. I got back, me and my mom were in a really bad place. Like our relationship, we weren't talking and I hated her at that time, but we, um, you know, we slowly got our relationship back and, she ended up remarrying a man. Um, I ended up moving out there back to Florida to the Tampa area and living with her and him while I finished up my bachelor's degree. And while I was out in Texas, I met a man and I, who was my, one of my best friends and I ended up marrying him and that's Jeff. Um, you know, and then he ended up bringing me back to Texas. I, I don't know if I would have stayed in Florida or not. There's, more money and opportunity, and it's just a better place to raise kids than where I grew up out here, and there's just so much for her to do, and so many more possibilities for my career out here, but, um, you know, it was kind of a crazy story, um, and how it all worked out, and I, it could have ended very differently. I could be in a very, uh, different place right now, but I've worked really hard, um, and I've stayed motivated, I've had goals, and I've just, uh, done everything I can to make my life, um, a better, better than, you know, what my parents would have wanted. And it's, I grew up poor and, um, and in circumstances that weren't easy, but I didn't know that. I didn't know any different. 
when I moved to Plano, I think it was the first time I'd ever been in a house, like a real house, not a trailer. Um, but I didn't know. I, it, to me, it was just my life, you know? And I don't think it affected me that it was hard. I think to me, that's just the way life was. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of stories. Uh, it was hard losing my dad that young, but he was in a lot of pain. And they said he, he didn't stop drinking when he found out he had cirrhosis of the liver and he needed a liver transplant. And, um, he wasn't eligible for one because he wouldn't stop drinking. So they said he probably wouldn't have lived much longer. He was very, very sick. Um, it was just hard that he died by suicide, you know, uh, but I, I really think it was more alcoholism and suicide. And it was hard that he died when we were in the middle of a fight. Um, because the last words were not good words that we said to each other. But, you know, I remember him as a good man. And I'm very careful around alcohol. I know we talk about it a lot. But I I really only drink socially. And I don't drink that much. Um, I don't like to lose control. And uh, But I do enjoy going out with friends and having fun. And it helps me with my anxiety and to relax um, to have a few drinks. So as long as I don't become a daily drinker and I monitor it, I'm okay with that. Um, but I do think it's something I ha I know I have to be careful with and I'll teach my daughter to be careful with alcohol and anything really. I know I have a very addictive personality. I will get addicted to caffeine or um, anything pretty easily. So I have to be super vigilant about that. Um, and then I, after I, so after I moved back to Texas and I got married, um, I would visit my mom a lot, like four times a year I would go back and especially when Eleanor was little and I could fly with her for free for the first few years, we went a lot. Um, and she would come here about once a year and we were really close and we talked every day. Um, but she passed away, I guess five years ago now. Um, and that was hard on me. Like losing my dad, I was young. I don't think I really, uh, I don't, it didn't hit me as hard, but losing my mom, you know, nobody can replace that. So that was really hard. Um, it was unexpected. She wasn't sick. She just, um, it was just an unfortunate series of events. And um, that's something that, you know, I carry with me and it's hard. But I have a kid and I have a life and I have to move on. And um, I just remember her and I think about her regularly. And um, I try to make her proud. I wish that she could see me now because... Not only did I get my bachelor's degree, neither of my parents, um, they had only, they only had a high school degree, but I went back and I got my master's degree. I have a beautiful little girl, um, who I think is, you know, she's sassy and she's got attitude, but she is smart and she's going to do amazing things. And, um, you know, I work hard and I have a home and I have friends and community and, uh, I'm just so thankful for everything that. I have and everything that um, I've done and that and she helped me with all of that you know it, my parents they were good people they had their issues but the, you know I think we all do so yeah that's kind of the quick synopsis of my story I know it wasn't super quick but um, I just thought I would share that and then I'm sure I'll go into more detail about uh, my dad's story and my mom too at some point, I'd love to talk more about them. Um, but for now, I think I've chatted probably twice as long as I intended. And my family has not knocked on the door, so they didn't realize I was in the closet hiding. Um, 
please uh, send me any feedback or comments or questions and um, thank you to my village and my friends and my family, um, my friends who are my family, for being there for me um, through everything. And uh, uh, please rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. Give us feedback. Send us that email at thishecticmomlife at gmail. Um, we really just want to make sure that people are enjoying this and listening and it's something you want to listen to. We're not trying to bug you. We just want some... We want to know what you think, and um, thank you so much for listening, and we will be together next week, I promise, and we'll talk to you then. Bye!